Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the New Heights Show on Education. This is your host, Brianna Dincher. The New Heights Educational Group Incorporation promotes literacy for children and adults by offering a range of educational support services. Such services include assisting families in the selection of schools, organization of educational activities, and acquisition of materials. We promote a healthy learning environment and enrichment programs for families of preschool and school-aged children, including children with special needs. The New Heights Educational Group offers support to all students, whether in public schools, private schools, charter schools, or to homeschool students. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. Today is a very special show for me for a number of reasons, and the first reason is because I am co-hosting today with Miss Anna Shai, who herself is going to be starting her own show with the New Heights Educational Group. So I am very excited to be doing a show with her today. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Anna. Thank you for having me on your show. I am definitely, as I mentioned, very excited to be doing today's show, and the topic Anna and I have chosen for today is the pros and cons of animals in classrooms, and Anna has expressed interest in doing a show specifically dedicated to animals, which I definitely thought was a great idea, and I wanted to just kind of ask you, Anna, why did you decide to do a show on animals, and really what initially made you want to do a show with the New Heights Educational Group? Well, I decided to do a show on animals because 
Um, as is common with many children, uh, when I was young, I've always been interested in animals and studying things related to marine biology or just biology in general. And However, I never really got a chance to um, delve into my interests because of schoolwork and other things pertaining to school, such as things I might actually decide to do in the future as a career option when making money is a factor in what I will do. So I thought doing a radio show on animals would be the perfect opportunity for me to go into this interest that I've always been wanting to go into. And when I saw that the New Heights Educational Group had a job posting, or in this case, a volunteer posting for a radio show host, I thought it would be a lot of fun to get into this topic and work with the New Heights, which is really into educating students of all kinds. And I really wanted to get involved into that. You know, that's definitely great. And I love how you're doing a show specifically on animals. I know that we've never had that on here with the New Heights Educational Group before, so you're definitely going to be bringing a new and fresh perspective, and also really heartwarming perspective, I think, because I think, like, everyone loves animals, so it's definitely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it's definitely something that's very exciting, and I really look forward to hearing your first episode that you will be hosting as on your own and as Thank you. a, yeah you're welcome and this is very exciting so this is definitely as I mentioned something that's a very exciting show for me today not only because I'm hosting with Anna but also because this is the first episode that I'm doing since my last episode that I did in May so this is something that is very kind of amazing for me as not only I get to collaborate with Anna, but I also get to return back to hosting the New Heights show on education. And now it is time for the announcements. And the New Heights Educational Group has been named a Marco Difference Maker by Marco Promotional Products. And we will receive a $500 credit to be used for our cause. This is very exciting news, and Pamela Clark, the executive director of the organization, stated, Our organization has been honored to be named the Marco Difference Maker. We wish to acknowledge our team of volunteers and my family for their work and support in helping us achieve this award. We all work hard to make a difference, and I couldn't do what I do without them beside me. We would also like to thank Marco Promotional Products for this prestigious award and recognition. And now this is a great achievement for the Heights Educational Group, which has been well known for being a successful business in educating students of all kinds. And we are very, very grateful for um, being named a Marco Difference Maker by the company. Thank you, Anna. And as Anna mentioned, the New Heights Educational Group is an organization that is dedicated to promoting education, not only among students and parents, but also amongst teachers and schools. So if you are interested in learning more about the services that we provide and the volunteer work that we do, please feel free to visit our website at www.newheightseducation.org. 
And now back to today's show. And as I mentioned today, Anna and I are doing a show on the pros and cons of having classroom animals. And honestly, this is a very, I would say, controversial topic. And this is probably the reason as to why we decided to do it as pros and cons, because there are people on both sides of the spectrum who either think that it is a positive thing that animals surround students while they are in classroom, but there are other people, such as the PETA organization, who are against the idea of having animals animals in classrooms as they feel as if it is animal cruelty and also animal abuse especially with the many instances of abuse that have happened with animals in classrooms, specifically with students targeting animals who are in cages in the classrooms. So to start off, I would like to give a few benefits of having classroom animals. And the first off would definitely be that pets bring many new ways to learn. So whether it is math or science or geography or grammar, there is always a new approach for students to use if there are animals in the classroom. And other classes can also come and visit classroom pets and students can create special presentations about the animals. So a teacher can always use animals as a way to guide the lesson pertaining questions such as what does the snake eat, what part of the world do ferrets come from, what words we use to describe a goldfish. So especially for students who are in younger grades in elementary school, it could be a great way for them to inspire their imagination and their creative side by engaging animals into the lessons. And another advantage of having pets in classrooms is that they can enrich the classroom experience. So even kids with no exposure to animals or nature in their home environments can see animals and make connections with them. And observing and caring for an animal instills a sense of responsibility and respect for life. And I think another great advantage of having pets in classrooms is the fact that they teach responsibility. So if a teacher brings a pet into a classroom, he or she's able to tell them how to take care of the animal. And each child will begin to learn what it means to be responsible, especially for a pet, whether it is helping to empty a cup into a rabbit's bowl or filling the hamster's water bottle. It is never too early to start teaching kids proper animal care. And of course, with proper animal care and with a sense of responsibility, students will be able to use these lessons when they are in the outside world and, of course, after they do graduate from school and hit on to pursuing a career in the future. And now, Anna, I know that you also had some ideas as to why it would be a benefit to have animals in the classrooms. So I would like to take this time to let Anna share her thoughts with all of you guys. All right. Thank you, Brianna. Uh, so having pets in the classroom um, can be very beneficial for both the teachers and the students. And 
you can teach students a lot about responsibility um, when you have a pet in the classroom because pets are living beings just like humans and they require care and food and water as Brianna mentioned and having to take care of a pet like that or any animal for that matter um, requires a lot of commitment and responsibility that it's very good for the students to learn beforehand. Um, also, having pets in the classroom um, show can help students and families uh, fight off infection better than students from non-pet households, which and studies show that there are significantly higher levels of immune system performance in families with pets than without. And when school attendance records were compared side by side, researchers discovered that kids with pets average more days at school every year than their pet-free counterparts. And this study on the welfare of students and families also showed that kids turn to their pets for emotional well-being, with 40% of children choosing pet companionship when feeling down. And kids were also found that they tried to seek out their pets when they were feeling tired, upset, scared, lonely, and or any other negative emotion. And 53% of respondents said that they enjoyed doing homework with pets nearby. So in other words, students really liked having some kind of com- some kind of a companionship. And according to Dr. Harvey Markovich, a pediatrician and editor of the Archives of Disease in Childhood, being around animals is extremely good for children. They're good for morale and teach children about relationships and about the needs of another living being. Learning to care for a pet helps them to learn how to care for people. And studies also show that caring for pets aids in improving school attendance and teaching children about responsibility and commitment, etc. So, in other words, having a pet in the house or in the classroom helps a child with their immune system and about teaches them about commitment and responsibility. Um, additionally, pets encourage nurturing in children. So, nobody enjoys being treated in a rough way. Children learn that if they want to be liked and trusted by their family cat, dog, bird, etc., they'll need to treat him or her carefully and kindly. This sort of training benefits all kinds, but is especially important to small boys who don't get the chance in our society to practice nurturing skills as often as girls do. And now I will hand it over to Brianna, who I'm sure has a lot of more thoughts about pros of having pets in the classroom. So I definitely agree with some of the things that, well, actually most of the things that you said, all of the Mm -hmm. things that you've said, Anna. Um, And I think that definitely having a pet in a classroom can be a great way not only for students to interact with one another on a more deeper level when they're caring for a pet, but it also teaches them responsibility and how to take care of a living creature. And I definitely think that's a great idea. I remember that when I was in elementary school, my teacher often had a class pet, and we would all gather around the pet, and it was a chinchilla, and we would take pictures with the pet, and we would 
have it run around the classroom and play with it. And it was just a very positive experience. And I definitely brought a lot of positive energy that I think pets do. And I guess that is why a lot of families choose to have pets in their homes to promote this positive energy and promote this comfort and this positivity and optimism in the home as well as what can be done in a classroom if there is a school pet. However, I do think that despite the many pros of having pets in classrooms, there are just as many cons that I wanted to specifically discuss on today's show. And I think this is where most of the controversy comes in because people feel that having pets is a great thing that can be a great benefit for people, um, adults, children alike. But there's also many cons when it comes to how animals will feel in this environment, especially if it is a big animal, such as a bunny or a hamster, and they will need more room or more space to be able to walk around, you know, be able to kind of explore the world, and they will not be able to do that if they are constantly in a classroom in a cage. So some of the main cons, and a lot of these reasons are coming from the PETA website, which is an organization that is dedicated to making sure that animals are free from cruelty and protecting the rights of animals. And the first reason as to why they believe that it is always best to say no to getting a classroom pet is the fact that it is unnatural. So when little animals are confined to very little cages or tanks in a classroom, their needs and natural instincts are almost always ignored. So, for example, mice and other small mammals are nocturnal, yet they're regularly kept in brightly lit classrooms and removed from their cages throughout the day. It is definitely very stressful for an animal to to be frequently handled by children who have no experience in doing so. And although it may be fun for a child, it may not be as fun for a little creature. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School. New on Curiosity Stream. Have researchers figured out a mathematical formula for success? A clearer understanding of how success happens could lead us to change the rules. Gain a new perspective on getting ahead. It's science of success. And the U.S. won the space race, but not without help from the Nazis. They were just years ahead of us. Meet NASA's rocket scientists of the Third Reich on the moon landing and the Nazis. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. The world's fastest-growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully-accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Moreover, animals are often left alone and left behind, so... I definitely think it's a great thing if a teacher 
is able to bring the classroom pet home during the weekends, during the holidays, during the summer breaks. But if but if a pet animal is left in a classroom during school breaks, during the summer months, during the weekends, during all of the vacations that schools have, they can definitely be not only emotionally damaging to the animal, but also physically and psychologically. So I definitely think that if a classroom does want to consider getting a pet, the first thing that they must do is make sure that they put the priority of the pet first before putting the priority of the children and the classroom itself. So um, now that I've mentioned some of the cons that I personally agree with when it comes to having pets in classrooms, and I wanted to get some of your personal input on whether you think that there could be some disadvantages to having pets in classrooms, especially when they are not being as properly taken care of as we would want them to be. I, I definitely agree with a lot of the cons that you have mentioned, um, including about animals being left behind and how it's unnatural to confine animals into an artificial setting, whereas having them outside in their natural habitat. And I think some of the other cons um, involved with having pets in classrooms is that it's a health risk because Keeping animals in the classroom is a huge risk for both the animals and for the students since a lot of children might have allergies. As we know, many people have allergies to cats and dogs or guinea pigs or any animal with fur. And this can be exacerbated by the presence of certain animals. And for and also bacteria such as salmonella can be spread by the handling of reptiles and frogs, and rodents such as hamsters can carry transmittable diseases too. Also, these pets, while they are kept in classrooms where they are handled by students carefully, um, they are still at the risk of abuse since um, some of these pets are not just suffering from unintentional neglect. Um, PETA, an organization involved with um, the welfare of animals, has received many reports of awful cruelty to animals who are kept in school. For example, some animals have fragile parts that um, might be easily hurt if suddenly mishandled by a student. And it's important that if teachers decide to get pets in classrooms, that when they let the pet out to interact with the students, they watch the pet and the students carefully so that both the students and the pet can enjoy the interaction without anyone getting hurt. And also, as mentioned before, having pets in classrooms can teach students about commitment and responsibility. However, there are many other different ways that um, students can be taught this without putting a single animal at risk. So, for example, teachers can teach responsibility through community service projects and by caring for plants or school gardens. Um, teachers can also help children learn about the life cycle and animal behavior by observing local wildlife, just going bird watching and watching high quality documentaries or using computer programs. It's very important that children should never be misled into thinking that animals are classroom tools. 
because animals are living beings too, and there is never an excuse to put an animal's well-being at risk. So if you decide that having a pet in your classroom may not be very safe for the animal or for the students, then it might be better to think of a different way to help your students learn um, the lessons of responsibility and commitment. And those are many of the cons that are involved with having a pet in classrooms. Um, do you have any last thoughts, Brianna? Well, I definitely agree with you. And as you mentioned, I think putting the, the animal and first and making sure that a classroom will be able to handle this responsibility of having a pet is definitely the main priority when it comes to this situation. And I think definitely there's a lot of different animals that are a little bit safer and a little bit easier to take care of when it comes to having pets in the classroom. And I think one of the easiest pets I'd probably think would be fish. And I've seen a lot of classrooms with pet fish in an aquarium standing at the side of a class, which I think is a great idea if a teacher feels that they want to have a pet in the classroom, but that they don't want to necessarily have a lot of you know, time to that they will need to take care of the pet or a lot of responsibility that they will need to have over the pet. So definitely having a pet that is easier to take care of, such as a fish, is a good way to go. And Anna, I know that you had some ideas as to the best pets to keep when it when it came to having pets in the classroom. Do you want to mention just a few of those? Um, yes, of course, sure. Um, some of the animals that are better suited for classrooms um, include, as you mentioned, fish. So one of those are one of the many favorites among teachers with classroom pets. So because um, fish are easy to take care of, and you can include them in science or math lessons, such as questions on the water quality, the pH of the water, um, how many snails are in a fish's aquarium, because um, I'm sure that everyone has seen a lot of snails in fish aquariums um, because they're used to clean up the algae that is produced on the sides of the aquarium. Uh, there's also some evidence that having fish in the classroom can relieve anxiety, and but if you're still not sure what kind of fish to get for your classroom, uh, since there are so many different types of fish to choose from, one of the most popular species is the betta fish, and you might have heard of it before already. These are really tough creatures in that they're able to survive most conditions, and this makes them very easy to take care of. However, if you decide to get the betta fish for your classroom, it would be safe to get only one betta fish or put them in separate tanks since they may fight each other if two of them are put together. Hence, they're nicknamed Siamese fighting fish. Um, another kind of pet among classrooms that is good for them is guinea pigs. They are well known for their furriness and their funny nature, as I'm sure many of you know. These animals are easy to take care of, uh, which is very important, and they interact well with students if they're handled correctly. 
However, they do need a lot of space to run, as Brianna has mentioned before, and you need to make sure that you have a good-sized habitat ready for them. Also, because they like to interact with students a lot, they are very social creatures, so it's important that you let them out every day um, to interact with the students. And it's also recommended that you get another guinea pig of the same gender and put them together so that they won't get bored. Otherwise, um, they will get very lonely. You can also check out a website called petsintheclassroom.org if you want to look for more details on that. Uh, another favorite among classroom pets is the bearded dragon. So while this reptile may seem ferocious, it actually has a very gentle nature. The bearded dragon name actually came from the spiny skin that is under the animal's throat. You should be prepared to take on a reasonable amount of responsibility when caring for this animal since you require a little more responsibility than, say, the guinea pig or the fish. Uh, they are cold-blooded creatures, and they take a few days to adapt to their new environment. The bearded dragon also normally lives in the desert, so you should have a nice and warm habitat ready for them. Most likely, your students will be very interested in seeing a reptile in the room and will want to touch the bearded dragon. Again, these animals are very gentle and work well with kids, but their body is fragile since the tail can break off if it's mishandled. So be careful not to let your students hurt the dragon while interacting with it. You can check out PetSmart's Bearded Dragon Care Guide if you want to um, figure out more about how to take care of a bearded dragon in your classroom. And I believe those are some of the many pets that are often found in classrooms. And I'm sure you can think of many others as rabbits or rats. And we both wish you the best of luck when looking for a pet to get for your classroom. Definitely. And thank you so much, Anna, for giving us all of this information and doing this much research, this incredible amount of research. And I definitely think that having pets in a classroom is a major responsibility that must be decided not only between the teacher and the school, but also to make sure that the students are capable of having this much responsibility upon themselves, and especially making sure that the students are ready, that they are at an appropriate grade level, that they are of the appropriate age, where they're able to understand between right and wrong, where they're able to understand that animals can feel pain, that if you touch an animal inappropriately, they may be, get hurt or other potential harms can result in the animal. So it's definitely important not only for teachers and, and schools to bring a pet into the classroom, but also to think of what may lie ahead of having a pet in the classroom because, of course, the easiest part is never to bring a pet into a space, but most importantly to be able to take care of a pet so that they are comfortable in the situation that they are at at the moment. So I definitely am 
for having pets in the classroom, but I do think that there are many, many concerns that could arise with such a situation. So it is important to do research beforehand before bringing a pet into a classroom. And of course, if bringing a pet into the classroom, to always consider pets such as fish first and foremost, because they are probably the easiest to take care of. But of course, they also do require students and teachers to have responsibility over them and to take care of them and to put the pets first and foremost. So that is all the time that we have for today's show. And once again, Anna, thank you so much for joining me on this segment today. No problem at all. It was a pleasure. Thank you to everyone for tuning in to this week's show. I am very happy to be back to doing the episodes with the New Heights Educational Group. And I am very excited for Anna Shai starting her own show. She is starting in just a few weeks, actually. And don't forget to take a listen to her show when she starts to host it. So thank you once again to everyone, and I hope you all have a terrific rest of the week. Bye, guys. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. At One Day University, we feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly scholar newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com.